Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania, near Blue Ribbon Dairy. That little rodent Punxsutawney film may have seen his shadow, but let's reverse that little bastard's plan for an extended winter and start thinking spring. Schedule a free estimate today with this family-owned and operated business and have your yard prepped and ready for summer. The shop also has house plants and arts and crafts for sale, as well as rock salt, just in case we do get that ice and snow. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Hit them up on Facebook or Instagram to learn more. This meeting is being recorded. Oh, thank you. Who, who was that? Groupies. <laughs> is, there, is there is there other other people watching this? Is that the Chinese spying on us with that fucking balloon? Yeah, it's up. It's up there. Oh man, <laughs> man, they hacked our our stream. They know how important plus three is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus three, <laughs> all, I mean, all over us. I've got I've got three quarters of of plus three. We're already doing math here uh, <laughs> on this episode. We're missing Rick. But we've got Mike, Ron, and uh, Mike or Michael. I don't know what he goes by these days, but maybe it was always Michael. Michael Evans, right? Either is good. Is it Mike? Is Mike okay? Yeah. Or I'll call you Michael, and I'll call Mike Mike, and I'll call Ron Ron. That works. All right. That works. That way you'll know who I'm, I'm addressing. We have other nicknames, but we'll save that for another. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's dark in there. I also like how Ron hijacked the hat that I'm wearing to also wear. This wasn't planned at all. Well, it's because I watch your show so much. I, you know what I mean? You're my idol. Oh, buddy, don't blow smoke on my ass. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But yeah, we're representing uh, Portland Frank. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, a new new local band to NEPA. Uh, members are no strangers to the local scene, but the band itself is new. And they just opened for the first plus three show in I don't know how long. It's been a minute. Yeah. So I, I'm really mad at my wife. Um, uh, I plan on going to that show. I'm like, it's like 15 minutes from my house. I'm like, plus three is back. Uh, Paulie's been down the shop at Axel Rag getting merch for his band. I'm like, I love his brand. I love Paulie. I love those guys in that band. I'm like, I gotta see them. I gotta see plus three. And I'm like, man, I'm going to the show. And she's like, oh, we're having uh, friends over that night. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? Really? It was well, like, they a, say happy wife, happy life. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it was like a Christmas thing that was like planned back in December that got pushed like three different times and it fell on that date that you guys were playing that show, which is a bummer, but uh, I hear you guys have some more shows coming up this year. So hopefully I'll make it to one of those, but I mean, plus three. Um, I was introduced to you guys back in 04 at the weekender. Shout out Christy Greer, who is now known as Christy Greer Cerruti. Um, her and her husband, Matt kind of uh, 
introduced me to you guys as, as part of the weekender and all that kind of stuff. But um, you guys have been around for a while, a little hiatus in between then and now. But I mean, plus three was a, a, a big deal, I, I think, in, in my opinion, anyways, back in the uh, early 2000s. So welcome back. Yeah, absolutely. We're glad to be back. It's been a, like Ron said, it's been a minute and uh an opportunity to to get together this year and 20 years later from our first CD release. And uh, it's a fun time so far. Missed a good show that night, but totally yeah. understand, totally understandable. What also looked like I, I missed um, a crowd, a packed house. I mean, and I'm old now um, and I don't know if I would have been able to like been okay with that. I would have been like asses to elbows, but looked like a lot of fun. Uh, but like talk about plus three, the inception of plus three, you know, 20 years ago, um, I'm sure you guys were playing before the release in 03, but like talk about plus three as a band that long ago, the, the start of it, like, and, and just everything that kind of revolved around that, because you were a big, a big band in that time, as far as, uh, bands playing the local scene and even outside of this area. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back in the day, you know, a little over 20 years ago, uh, we started playing around together, uh, with a couple different people. We had a couple different lineups, um, especially in the beginning, um, started out with a duo with, uh, my buddy, Josh Evans. And, uh, then we started playing with a couple other guys. Uh, Paul Hosey played with us, um, trying to think of some other people that played with us. Conga Bob was with us for a while. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, we were playing under a couple different band names. We formed a band called 13 Ikes, played with that band a couple shows, and then finally settled at plus three. Um, and, and, uh, so once that came about, um, you know, Mike and I were friends through, through college at Penn state. We met at Penn state and, uh, got a chance to start playing together. And so you know, Mike came into the band. Um, Rick uh, was also around at the time. I went to high school with Rick. I've known Rick since we were in uh, 10th grade. So like, I don't know, 21 years ago, but uh, something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so we, we we got that core group together and we looked for a bass player and, and, and Ron uh, had, I, I can't remember, I think Ron, you had answered a, have you, did you answered a classified ad? Did we have actual classified ads? I can't even remember, to be honest with you. I, if I remember right, I think it was I walked into a music store and you remember how they had a piece of paper with the, you could rip off the number? Uh, <laughs> yeah. When everybody's printing printing Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. And oh, go ahead, Mike. I think technically Ron was in the band before I was. Really? If you recall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I we have, have no memories. Yeah, I had tickets to go see a concert, and Ron played the show without me, and then I played the next week. So that's that's right. That's what right. Really, what really happened was that <laughs> we were recording EP. Remember, and you changed the name to Plus Three in the middle of that. Was that for the first EP? Yeah, halfway through, we changed the name. Then you called me and told me you got Ron. Then I ended up. In all of this, you, have, you 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 drank a lot less than me over the years. I think maybe that's why my memory is so uh, tainted a little bit. Uh, but yeah, no, you're exactly right. So we our first CD we put together was called Happy Little Accidents, and it was an EP. We had about what seven eight songs on it. 
And yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike went to school, uh, recording school um, after college for a little bit. And so he had a little setup in his basement at, at his house. And so we, um, he had offered to, to record it for us. And so you're exactly right. That's when we kind of started. Mike played some stuff on that album. Um, that's when we had Josh Evans in the band, Paul Hosey. Um, and, uh, so we would go up to Mike's, we'd record those songs. We put them together and, uh, yeah, I guess that's where we changed the name to plus three. There were three of us at the time. Um, a lot of different things going on with that name, but, uh, yeah, so that's kind of where that happened. And, and then I guess Ron joined the group, like through that ad. Um, and, and it was funny because, uh, Ron's dad had played in a band with my brother way back in the day. Um, they were called, uh, Tracer and yeah. that was back in the late seventies, probably late, early seventies, early eighties. Yeah. So, and I remember Ron, I remember Ron being at our house when they would practice. So like, I remember Ron as a little kid, you know, his dad would bring him over, drop him off at the house because we were the same age. And I remember playing with him and his brother all the time and really small world, you know, that's so, funny. Yeah. Absolutely. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And, uh, you know, once we, once we got together with this core group of, of us, the three of us and, 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 uh, Rick, uh, you know, we, we set a goal to put an album together. We wanted to do our own music. Um, there were a lot of other bands in the area that we were very, um, you know, in awe of, I, I know for myself, um, two bands that really made me want to do this and, and do original music and focus on that, make that the focus of this group, um, uh, was definitely mere mortals. Uh, I, I remember, I still remember hearing Monda green, Monda dream, Monda green dream for the first time. And that album is kick-ass from start to finish, like so good. Um, and I also remember walking into the jazz cafe one night and seeing freight train play and I don't freight train, um, Charles Tavira headed that band up and, uh, it was just, it just blew my mind, you know? And those, so those two bands really helped me set a goal myself. Like, Hey, we, we got to do this. We want to do this. And, and luckily these guys were on the same page. They had the same aspirations. And so we started saving every dime that we made, um, from every show that we played and, uh, didn't take any pay and saved up to go to, uh, saturation acres and got lucky. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say like back then, like recording your own, music and, and putting out a cd was kind of a big deal I mean, it was it cost a lot of money it, it wasn't like not every band could or wanted to do that so it was like a, a very conscious effort and you know like you said saving up every every dime from every show you played to, to kind of get that done um in that time frame like that 2003 uh even a little bit earlier um like I got into the scene in 04, really when I turned, I turned 21 in 03. I remember I always wanted to be out and about and, and looking and watching it and listening to bands. Um, but I turned 21 in late 03 and then all my buddies didn't turn 21 till like middle of 04. So I still was like not out and about. And thank God for the weekend or my internship in 04, uh, in like May or whatever it was that I got kind of like forced and, and, and pushed out into that, that scene. But I remember being a lot of uh, original bands and also um, cover bands. Now, was that a kind of like a 50-50 split or was it more cover and less uh, original? I think, I think, it, oh, go ahead, Mike. If you wanted to make money, you're more cover bands. Cover band, right. 
I would say there, there were a lot of original bands though, but it's tough, uh, tough sledding sometimes to, to do that. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, I agree with Mike. I think the money was where all the cover bands were. And, and John, if you remember back then, when you go to a bar, like you, when you got to the weekend or even during the week, there was a band playing at every bar every oh, yeah. night. And, yeah. and uh, that was the focal point. Like people went out to hear music, to hear bands, to have fun. Uh, you know, cell phones were just starting. You know, it was nothing like that. You'd, you'd go there to have fun and, and, and watch the band, listen mm-hmm. to music. And so, um, you know, great cover bands came out of this area. And, and you know, it was, it was a big scene. And so, you know, when the original scene started getting a little bit more backing from places like the weekender you guys at the weekender were just always awesome about the local original scene and um you know uh radio stations got on board um journalists uh local music columnist alan stout was was a big uh proponent of ours Mm -hmm. um that all came together like you know the right people started noticing that there was good original music coming out of this area and it was right around the time where you know breaking benjamin hit it big um mm-hmm. and 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 so you know they they helped to show people that we had a pretty pretty good scene here for a little bit and 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 we still do i, I don't want to say a little bit i think we there was always a really good scene here and i think there still is a lot of great new bands out there um but that's when it started and and so like the focus started going from, all right, well, we can throw some original bands in to open for these cover bands. Sometimes we'd play all original music. Uh, or the next thing was let's put a bunch of original bands together to do these shows so they can fill four hours of music. You know, there's not professional band, like, you know, there's not professional musicians that do four hour shows. And here we are, you know, you, you book a, a show and you have to play from 10 till two, you know? So what do you do when you have seven original songs, you know? So, um, so everything kind of worked together, but I think the the bands that wanted to do it really found each other and, and worked together to make it happen in, in one way or another. And the people who liked uh, what was going on, um, such as yourself and The Weekender, um, Alan, The Mountain, the radio station, um, all the, uh, the local college radio stations were playing our stuff. So it was great. It was It was kind of everything came together. I think we were just there at the right time, which was good. Yeah, the reason I asked that question was because, you know, Michael said that, you know, if you wanted to get paid, you'd be a cover band. So, like, why was it so important to you, to you guys? Like, let's push this original stuff. Well, for me personally, that's the only reason I wanted to do it. But I think we were sort of lucky or whatever, but because we were willing to play a lot of cover songs just to fill the night, you know, we would play four hour shows. So we would do all of our originals and then three hours of covers mixed in, you know? So you were, you, you bait and switch. Well, it's not bait. <laughs> switch, but we had a four hour gig. And if you want to you know you I mean. play, okay. I mean, you gotta, and, and it's not that we hate, <clears throat> yeah, it's not that we hate playing cover songs either. It's fun to, to just go out and play. And I, I have nothing against bands playing covers. It's just yeah. uh, personally for me that, that was my focus the whole time. I, I yeah, that was what I wanted. Well, to do. I mean, if it was bait and switch, you would have baited them with the original, the uh, covers first, and then you know, full played original. We would have put up like a UUU flyer or something yeah. and he show up. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Ins- I wasn't insulting you. I was just. I was just <laughs> a joke. <laughs> 
but you're right. I mean, yeah. Especially so they, they, were huge, they were huge back then. That's why I say that. No, I got nothing, nothing against them. They no, were that's the, the consensus. It's then. always a consensus. It's like, no, nothing against cover bands because that's, you know, that, that people made a living off that stuff. Like, you know, that people still do that. You know, cover bands, they, they're, they're like, you know, musicians who are getting paid as as their, you know, annual salary to, to be in cover bands, which is cool. But it's also cool that, and, you know, you, you kind of you know, hold true to like, you know, you're, you want to be a musician and you want to create your own original uh, material and, and you're you're just dedicated to that, which is I think really awesome. Yeah, it's uh, you know, right. it, it, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no problem. No, you know, it's it it was um it was tough to find that middle ground, uh, and I think that we all we all work together to try to figure out ways to make that work. Like you said, like you know, we would do co- we would do you know three quarters of our shows of covers, but you know, I think our thing was at least me, I, I would look for, I would look for, you know, covers that fit our music so that we could make it all flow together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that I think in my opinion, I think that's one thing that helped us was that, you know, there's, there's always the the standard covers that everybody played the hits on the radio that everybody loved. Um, we did some of those, but we also, I think one of our things was we like to play covers that we liked that we based our sound off of and so you know doing that i think that was that not only helped us get through the shows but it also it was made it fun for us as well you know occasionally it would break your heart when you do a cover that you really loved and no one seemed to to like it i can recall a couple instances of that <laughs> oh absolutely, absolutely. I'll, I'll never forget when i heard you guys play pete yorn and i'm like holy shit this is the yeah. first cover band or you know, band that i've ever heard cover pete yorn no one knows who pete yorn is no one cares it's, it's blasphemous it's terrible right it's um terrible. but there, there you have the, your perfect example you know there's a song that we really liked and that that song in particular life on a chain was was one off of a great album there but like that was one that we really enjoyed and it was really fun to play and and we had the confidence in our friends and and people who liked our music they you know they're gonna like this too so we're gonna play it and so that that was kind of, you know, at least my goal in going into those, you know, trying to put our sets together and figuring out what we wanted to play. Um, and, and it seemed to work, you know, I think. And, and there's people that come up to us like you, you know, you just said, oh, my God, somebody's playing Pete Yorn. I love Pete Yorn, but nobody else really knows who he is. It's nice to hear people after all these years say, wow, I can't believe, you know, you guys turned me on to this band or I can't, you know, and, and I still enjoy them and everything else. And that, you know, that that's uh that makes us happy too. So that's all good. How many times did drunk Johnny Popko come up to you and be like, play Pete Yorn? <laughs> <laughs> at least a couple. Uh, yeah. At least yeah. a couple. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No. And and you know what? We loved every single time, you know, because cause that's the, that's what we, we enjoyed that interaction. I mean, it was always about getting, getting that, getting that connectedness between us and, and everyone really. Yeah, you know. but then you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, we already played it," and I'm like, "Play it again!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's young and stupid. Yeah, well, that was that was all fun times, man, and uh, it's all all great. It's great times. I mean, talk about some of the shows that you you know in venues you played at. I think you played at out of town as well. Like, you know, in that that timeline, you guys were you know, obviously younger than you are now, and, and we'll kind of get 
you know, into the timeline and, and, and kind of uh, get to where we are today. But talk about, you know, those shows and, and you know, being young and in, in a band and, and you know, having that that success that you guys had and just, uh, you know, crowd interaction and just people really appreciating what you guys were doing. Well, they were definitely some of the best times of my life. <laughs> can only go back in a time machine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think uh, we were lucky enough to have friends, a lot of friends, a, a good group of friends that would come out and support us. Regard, like we could have been playing polka, and they would have come out to support us. And so, like, it's all started with that. We had a great group of friends, all of us, and and we had different groups of friends um, that all became friends at some point uh, through that whole timeline. Uh, but it all started there, and and so you know basically it was having you know a party every weekend at at somebody else's house for all of our friends (laughs) and 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 we'd go and play the music and 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 luckily get paid at the end of the night for it get some free drinks in between um more than we needed probably most nights but uh (laughs) yeah so so it was it was just a great time uh great time of our, of our lives. And, and I agree with Ron. I think it was some of the best times of our lives. Um, I think that, uh, you know, that scene also helped at that time because people were still going out. There were a lot, of, and, and I, I don't really go out much anymore. So maybe bars are packed. I have no idea. Uh, but you know, there were always, there's always a good local crowd as well that weren't, that we didn't know who we ended up becoming friends with and, and, uh, yeah, kept growing that way. And it was really nice, you know? Yeah, you guys were kind of on the, t- I feel like on the tail end of, you know, coolness. Really? No, seriously. Like, I know I you guys, yeah, I mean, you guys put out another album. I, I, the, the title of that is escaping me. You can tell me in a second, but like, I think it was 05, you put that out, or maybe it was 04. Um, but, um, I mean, the scene kind of died down in 2007, 2008, I, th- I want to say. Yeah, it kind of fell yeah, apart a little like, bit. Yeah, that was 2005. You, you can tell from our end that the scene fell apart because it started out where like 80% of the gigs, you would just show up with your amplifier and your guitar. And towards the end, you're carrying the whole PA system and <laughs> setting up in the corner. work. Setting <laughs> up in between yeah. the dark, the two dark Back in the day, there'd be a stage of a PA system, and it was like the most amazing time. Uh, but I'm happy to be there regardless. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's like you guys. I feel like you were the, the tail end of that whole thing, especially in in, in EPA. Um, and I don't know what that was. I think the uh, economy had a lot to do with that. I know a lot of bars when they you know the recession hit in 2008, a lot of them couldn't pay full bands. So they started doing DJs. God damn those DJs. Um, I'm kidding uh but yeah it's just like you know it just kind of turned and you know the bars that you know existed to have those band or the you know the full bands and the stages like mike said like they kind of closed and um a lot of them disappeared and after you know we kind of welcomed bands back into the fold after we got sick of the djs there was like very little places to play yeah, yeah, the the amount of venues kind of dropped a little bit. Um 
you know, I think, I think it had a, it was a lot of different things happening. Again, it was the same kind of perfect storm that we started in just a little bit different and going the opposite way. Um, so it was, it was kind of unfortunate, but yeah, that was, that's kind of what happened. It kind of started dying down a little bit. And, and, you know, I think you're, you're in a, you're in a, you know, for us, and we had this conversation a lot back in the day is the window to really do something with, with your music in our minds, at least at that time was, was very small. And, and, and so we set our long-term and short-term goals on that um, fact. And uh, I think that window, couple years, four or five years, um, it, it closes pretty quickly. And so when you have a bunch of bands going through that same time frame at the same time, I mean, that, that's another thing that kind of goes into it is uh, it's a lot of work and, and uh, you start, you know, growing into an adult uh, and having adult responsibilities and uh, unfortunately, so kind of what happens. Yeah, I was going to say, what closes that window? Is it uh, time or like just yeah, like you said, you, you get married and you have kids and, and all that kind of stuff. It just, yeah, you're right. That window isn't that, isn't open for that long. Sure. But well, you did two records. We, sort of, yeah. At least two. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Two so we had two full lengths, right? We did, uh, two, yeah. two full lengths. Yep. yep. Two full lengths. And there was that EP that we did before I was officially in the band. And then we did some more extra towards the end there that never really made it to a CD. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, was, we. Uh, we we had the the last one that we put out was um greatest misses which had a couple songs from a couple of the cds but we also had like four or five new ones on there so it was yeah. sort of a sort of a, a new ep and then we released two two singles after that right i think maybe Something like that i do recall yeah. though to get back to the last thing a hilarious conversation that we had we were in what was the contest? It was like a Virgin Records contest or something. Oh yeah. yeah. Somehow we ended up somehow we ended up being one of the top ten finalists in the country. And the grand prize was to win a chance to go on tour to open for yellow card. So we all met and families or whatever to do this. And I think that that was one of the eye-opening uh situations where we really started thinking about like are we can we really go on tour like could we really we didn't end up winning anyway but uh you know you get to be a certain age and, so, and you really start thinking about what that means just pick up and leave for two months or whatever the tour was i forget but yeah, yeah think about that now yeah. is like like what you know <laughs> sounds exhausting yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the the one thing that helped us too was like financially as a band. Um, you know, we all had full time jobs, and you know, um, they you know they kept us busy. They paid us well, and so you have that as well that you're dealing with. That um, you have these full time jobs, and how does that play into everything? And um, luckily, they helped us fund some things that we wanted to do. At, gave us some extra cash, but. Uh, you don't have that. It's very tough to focus on, you know, if, if that's all you have is the band, sure. You know, you can really focus on that and go for it. Um, but we just, unfortunately weren't in that situation at that time. But um, also 
we also weren't 22 when that happened. Sure. You know, if it would have been, if we would have been young, I don't know. It's uh, personally, I was willing to go, but we didn't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, unfortunately, we were already all kind of semi-responsible for other things in life. <laughs> unfortunately, <Seekers> yeah. <laughs> Was there a point where you guys looked at each other and said, you know, this is, this is, uh, we're, we're done here. <laughs> there were two, there were two ends plus three, to be honest. Maybe Mike can, Mike can elaborate on that. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, we, uh, you know, we were, we were playing very often and we were very busy. Um, and I think, you know, it, it takes its toll on any, on any, not only any band, any group, any family, any group of friends, like you, you know, it takes its toll. And so, uh, so yeah, so we, you know, we got to a point where, uh, you know, Ron had Ron and, and we all talked through things and we, you know, we thought, you know, this isn't working right now, so we got to fix it somehow. So, Ron had some other things going on and, and, and Ron, you can kind of help out here a little bit. And so we had to kind of shift into a different direction, get a new bass player. And we started that second round and moved towards our second CD. Um, and then, you know, same thing kind of happens there where you just, you know, you get kind of stuck in a little bit of a rut, you know? Absolutely. I think I had to grow up a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, get a real, real job. I was just, you know, thinking about getting married or proposing at the time. So that would be why I moved on at that time. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't on bad terms. I mean, we've no. always been in touch and trading <clears throat> in different ways, you know. And that's when that's Joe came in, right? Joe Whalen? Yeah. Whalen, Joe Whalen. Whalen, Joe Whalen. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you know, Joe came in and, and uh, you know, he gave us, uh, you know, great musician, uh, great songwriter. Um, he, he also had very similar goals that we did at the time of, of writing more music, putting it out there, trying to do something with it. Um, and so, you know, Joe joined the group and we had like a second part of our, our time together with, with this new bass player. Um, Joe was a songwriter. So he brought songs in, he sang some songs. So our second disc, we had, you know, three songwriters, three voices, um, and, and tried to use that to our best ability. Um, and, uh, so that worked out very well for us there. We grew a little bit there. Um, but, but yeah, so Joe's still playing music. Uh, he's still writing his own stuff, which is great. He has a, a band called shiny giant, I think they're called. And they, you know, he's doing cover bands as well. And uh, so he's, he's very busy and I'm sure that we'll see him at, at uh, a couple of our shows this summer, you know, at some point we'll, we'll be getting a lot of different um, members who've been in the band. Uh, we'll probably get them together at some point. Um, so. What was the name of that second album? The full length like late nights and something lost causes late night. Okay. Late nights and lost causes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, that was an album that came together fairly quickly. Um, we had some time already booked. We didn't, I remember, I don't think we had all the songs written by the time we had the, the, the recordings booked. So it's a little, little stress on us. Uh, but we, 
you know, we tried to grow a little bit on that one. You know, I, there were, there was a little bit less acoustic based songs and more, you know, straightforward rock with all electric guitars and try to change up it a little, change it up a little bit. Um, I thought it worked. I thought it went really well. Um, I was really happy with that, that whole album and, and what we did after that as well. So. Yeah. So anyone listening to this or watching this who's not familiar with plus three please go uh they actually have bad math which is the first full length on spotify uh check that out uh so fantastic songs can we expect the second one to be on there soon absolutely i'm working on i'm <laughs> working right, on good. that so we'll we'll have we'll have the second one on there and then we probably will also have our third kind of hybrid disc on there as well called greatest misses so we'll have those on there um you know, we'll have those on there probably in the next month or month or so. That's cool. Cause I, I wanted to dig out the second, uh, record. It's in my CD collection somewhere. It probably would have taken me uh, a long time to do that. Uh, so I didn't get to it yet. And I wish it was on the streaming services so I could check it out again and revisit that. You know, it's, it's probably been, you know, 10, 15 years since I've, you know, even thought about that, that album. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm here. Yeah, and I would love to like uh, just kind of revisit that because you know digging back into the Bad Math album. I mean, I think I've told you guys um, several times. Lean back, the last track on that album is it might be my favorite plus three song. Um, I don't know why. I like the layers in it. Um, you know, I like Michael's vocals a lot, but there's a lot of great great songs on there. Queen and the Crane Game. Um, you know, by the sea was was a great song. August memory. I mean, all these songs were like just consistently like good. Um, there was never like that. a song that was like, oh, that's like that's dog shit. It was just they were all like just like really good songs. We saved those for for our next CD. So, what, the dog shit ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all saved up. <laughs> they're all on on cassette demos somewhere. Yeah. We'll put them up at some point. <laughs> Uh, but, well, let's, let's talk about that, right? So you, so you have all this music. You had the EP prior to Bad Math. Bad Math, uh, Late Nights, Lost Causes, uh, The Greatest Misses. Um, you know, and then you guys kind of took a break for, what, 15 years or so, right? Um, plus three, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, I know Michael kind of, uh, not kind of, you know, Michael and Rick uh, had Empire in Decline. Which yeah, was, and Ron. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot it was everyone but the other mic. Um, yeah. yeah. They're way better. <laughs> but you guys were always, you know, you guys have been active, you know, for, you know, up until like, what, last year, right? Even? Still active. Still active. Okay. Empire and Decline. Still active. Okay. We had a Correct. show right before the pandemic. It was, it was going great. And then the pandemic happened the next yeah. week and shut down for, you know, how long? Yeah. It was crazy. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. But what was it like kind of say like well first of all how did you guys decide you know what it's 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 time to get the group back together like how did that happen you guys are you bored kids are grown you know family's taking care of you like in the house it's like kind of like all right i gotta do something this group group or the other group uh plus three plus three yeah from my perspective i mean ron rick and i have been playing so we been active and even if we haven't been playing too many shows we've been rehearsing and working on songs and last summer ron put a party together for his wife 
and we got together and played that and had a good time, you know. I don't know how they feel about it, but I mean, that kind of kickstarted it, I think, just the idea that why, what's stopping us from playing a show every once in a while? You know, it doesn't have to be every week. I think conceptually, we're maintaining the other, you know, Empire in Decline. We'll play shows too, but, you know, we'll play plus three shows whenever everybody can. And when we can't, we'll play Empire in Decline shows, you know. That's my perspective. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, I think for me, like Mike said, we, we did that uh, party for, for uh, Ron's wife um, and she turned 30. And so like we, we had that party for her and uh, Ron asked us to play it and we had a blast. Like it was a real fun time and it was really good to get back together. Not only just playing, but just getting to hang out a little bit, talk, catch up. Um, and, and I think it's a little bit of everything that you mentioned. I think, you know, families are grown up a little bit. Um, kids are grown up a little bit more free time. Um, I know, you know, from my end, especially, um, Ron, you're probably in the same boat there. Um, and, and so like we would, then it hit us that, wow, it's going to be 20 years for bad math in, in next, next year. And so like we're, we said, well, this was last year. So, um, I was like, well, let's, let's just have fun with it. Let's use this to maybe reconnect, you know, get back together, get some shows together, um, rehearse a little bit, maybe write some new songs if it, if it comes that way and uh, just have fun with it and, and enjoy it and kind of celebrate it because um, like we said, it was great time in our life and uh, in our, all of our lives. And we didn't have all these things back then. Like, you know, we had MySpace. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, now it's just so easy to, con- it's just so much easier to, to, to connect now with, with friends, family, um, fans of, of the music. Um, so we figured, you know, let's, let's go all out, get a Facebook page back up, get an Instagram page back up, get our music on Spotify, uh, and book some shows and, and have some fun with it. Give away all of our discs that we have in boxes that we never sold <laughs> and, uh, just have fun with the year, you know? Are there a lot of records left? There's a good amount. No, they're all gone. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> You had to record yeah. new ones just for these upcoming shows. Come on, sell it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, we're we're debating that. We still we had some that uh, they're just been they've been collecting dust for for a couple of years. So yeah, be a little bit of both. What was it like, you know, revisiting those songs? Like, you know, after all those years, fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, for uh, me, it's great. For me, it's great because the parts are easy because I'm a guy who played them. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like riding a bike. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, my 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 sizings, you know, I I was it was very sporadic the times that I got to play guitar or you know sit down with a guitar. Very busy with the kids and life in general, and so like getting back to these songs, I had to relearn some of them, which was awesome. I, I mean, it was really fun to relearn those songs for me at least it was it was awesome and then to play them together again it just it was like riding a bike once we all got together you know absolutely a lot of bands when they write music and they you know 20 years passes you know they look they could look back and say like man what i wouldn't write that song today my life is so much different now um or 
you know, you you grow as a person and you you grow as a person who like, you know, listens to music over the past 20 years. Um, has there been any thoughts of like taking those songs that you've done and and modifying them or re-recording them or or doing any kind of um retouches on those songs? I'll leave that for the experts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though? Personally, not for me. I mean, I to be honest, I wish I could write me back again. And there's another run on that disc that I really is my you know, something I wish I could write today, you know. But my musical tastes are exactly the same as 20 years ago. I mean, yeah. I listen. That's why I'm not growing as a person, but I still listen to the same music that I listened to 20 years ago, pretty much. I don't know, Mike, what do you think? Want to redo the records? I was thinking maybe put an electronica twist on them. And like a dance, out. dance remix? Yeah. Yeah, sure. A lot of a lot more bass. <laughs> uh, about the bass. Maybe like one song or two. Just kind of like you know, you're you're kind of reintroducing plus three to you know old fans. Maybe trying to attract new new fans as well. Like you know, maybe you take a song and, and kind of uh, not modify it, but like put a <clears throat> you know a twenty twenty three take on it. I don't even really know what 2023 new music is. You got to do the Cardi B, that... You got to do that kind of stuff. We've talked about doing acoustic. We talked about maybe recording some acoustic versions just kind of maybe for our own enjoyment, you know? Because we used to play a lot of acoustic shows and we actually in 2023, that, that is 2023 as a band, is... 90 percent acoustic shows so uh we've talked we've talked about that before i don't know if we'll do it but it would be fun you know but studio yeah. time is expensive and honestly I, I would prefer to uh write some new songs and record those rather sure. than do the old ones you know yeah that's that's i was going to say the same thing there mike i think from from my standpoint um you know even even the couple you know the few rehearsals that we've had so far um before our shows you know, we'll be in between songs and one, one of us will start playing something and, and it'll click. It, you can see it start clicking with everybody. And, and um, I, I think that's probably the route we would go first is, is I think we'd want to make new music with put, putting all of, you know, experiences from the last five, six years, you know, seven years that we haven't played together putting those experiences together to get this new music out there. I know personally for me, when, you know, when I was going back and rehearsing some of these songs that we wrote way back then, um, it actually was, 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 um, pretty, pretty awesome to, to get those feelings back of, you know, when we wrote them, when we put them together, uh, how it all came, it all kind of flooded back in for me. And so there were a couple songs where I was like, wow, this is great. I mean, it just was a, that feeling came back like immediately you know and so um it was good stuff yeah well it's exciting yeah i mean yeah definitely make some new stuff right but um you know you mentioned studio time like yeah it's expensive but like i feel like you we could probably do so much um on your own now and just kind of like you know like i said go back and and you know touch those songs again just for fun and, and maybe the, the acoustic thing is the way to go 
I'm not trying to tell what to do. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. Here, we, you know what I'm saying? We should maybe record one with uh, Rick playing the stump fiddle. He's an expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the, you know, in 2023, is content is king. You got to be constantly releasing new music, and then you got to join the TikTok. You got to get on that. You know, what do you guys think about that? TikTok? Yeah, we're working. No? Working work on the dances. Well, I'm Mike, you can this. I'm ready to. <laughs> <laughs> ready to get out there well you guys can like um consult your children they could probably teach you a lot of uh how to how to you know utilize those platforms because i don't know what the fuck is going on with them no, my kids, my, my you know, kids help my kids yeah. help with that absolutely um so so yeah they uh they got to get us on tiktok somehow we got to get tiktok <laughs> famous absolutely Oh man, I'm not gonna, I'm not calling you guys old because I don't belong on there either. But it's like, oh, you can call us old. We call ourselves. Oh, but, what, but like, what, like, what, 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 do, what do guys our age do? No, but what? It's not my band. I just made it. <laughs> but no, what, what do guys like us like? What's what's our? What do we do on there? I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't I can't figure out a way to utilize it to promote. You know, this podcast. I, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's just. Uh, it's it's frustrating. Yeah, I, I can't answer that one. I've never, <laughs> never been on TikTok or whatever. Huh? You've never seen a video, at least. Come on. I I got on Facebook because of the band. That was I didn't even have MySpace. Yeah. But yeah. We gotta get back. We gotta get back on MySpace. Yeah, bring. We should bring uh, MySpace back. Yeah, log back into your MySpace page. <laughs> well, everything recycles. You know what I mean. Yeah, it'll come back eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, what are you, what are your thoughts about creating music? Um, you know, from a two, early two thousand standpoint to like today's world. I mean, is is does nothing really change for you guys? Because it's like, okay, we're gonna write music and, and do what we always did. Um, or is it kind of like, how do we attract a new audience? Or don't you care? Uh, I would say I, me I think personally. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Ron. I say me personally, uh, at this stage of the game, uh, I'm just happy to be playing and, and out there doing it, just playing the music, you know? Yeah. It's not about worrying about what venues to book or how many people are going to come. I mean, it's just playing music with friends. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think from my perspective, um, my perspective of this band in general, from even from back in the early 2000s was that when when we when we would write songs we trusted each other's instincts and we trusted each other's musical um you know uh musical influences and i think all of us including rick um i think we all have very a very wide range of musical influences and music that we like but we all respect that from each other and I think we always use that to create music that we wanted to listen to. So like my main goal, and I, I don't know, I, I can speak on behalf of the whole band, but my main goal was if we're going to write a song, I want to like it. I want us to like it first. And, and if we like it, I think I would trust that our, our families would like it and our friends would like it. And really that's where it ended for me. I mean, it started with, if we're going to write a song, we have to like it. Um, and it seemed to work out for us, I think, but uh, but that was that was my main goal in writing songs, and I think it still would be now. Like if we, you know, next 
next rehearsal we have, start writing a song. I, I want to make sure that we, it's something that we would listen to if we had to, if we were sure. forced to yeah. at gunpoint. Oh boy. But <laughs> <laughs> my personal take on it is that I don't, I, I, when I write songs, I think we probably all kind of write songs differently, you know, but I, I will pour over the lyrics for like months, like I'll write it. And then every day I'll go without some words I want to change every day for months. And then it gets to the point where I feel good about it. I don't really care. I don't need somebody else to tell me if, if it's good or not, you know? Right. That's the joy of getting older, too. Like, pretty conceited. Sure. Well, even back then. A- absolutely. I mean, you mentioned lean, like lean back, that you, that you like that song. I mean, that that was kind of like a experiment when we recorded it. I don't know if those two remember that, but I mean, that and the same thing happened on the second this there's another song on that one that turned out to be kind of an experiment where we kind of didn't even know where that was going to end up you know but uh there was nothing like preconceived about it it was just uh magic happened i, I we didn't make us famous or I, we didn't have a number one record but to me i'm very happy with that song and the way it came out it was kind of uh, uh some kind of magic anyway that's the joy of getting older, man. You just stop caring about stupid shit. <laughs> I got enough serious stuff to worry about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the band yeah. is uh, supposed to be fun. Yeah, I, think right. I've, I think I've liked it a little bit over the years. <laughs> so you had well, your first... Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we did with with late nights and lost causes too. So we came out with bad math and and the one uh, happy little accidents before that. A lot of acoustic based songs. A lot of them were our goal for late nights and lost causes. The one thing that I thought of was, well, let's see what we can do if we change this up a little bit. And so we brought another electric in and we tried to be a little bit more, you know, straightforward, you know, rock. Um, and, and it's always just a, a matter of growth and, and how much we, we want to grow as a group and, and push ourselves a little bit to think further and further every time we write a song. So like not only every album, but every song, how can we do it better on the next one? You know, and, and like Mike said, one of the things that I really liked about this band and still do is that, you know, we can come into, to a session with, with an idea. And I think that we always let everybody put something in there. We, we welcome that input. There's, we really don't go into something and say, no, this is exactly how it's going to be. We're not, you know, Ron, you, you have this, you have this uh, baseline that you like. We don't want it. That's not what we want. It was always open. Like, Hey, you know, why don't you, why don't you try that? We like that, you know? And, and uh, one of our songs on bad math came together like that. Um, the song wonder. Uh, I still remember the time when we got together it was based on a really rough acoustic demo. We got together, everybody listened to it for a week or two, came together with their own parts and it just all like clicked. And I still remember looking at each other after we put it together, like the first time we played it together with all of our own parts that we came up with. And we were just like, yeah, this is, this is what we wanted, you know? So, uh, 
So I think that that goes a lot into, you know, how much fun we had and, and, and any success that we did have. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Tell me about the, the first show back this year. Um, and then we'll wrap things up. I don't want to keep you up too late because you know, we are, as we said, old. Um, mm-hmm. We're recording this almost almost 10 o'clock at night now. But uh, you said, we just had that show back at uh, the Lighthouse. How was that? How was that? Uh, you know, that was kind of like the first real, real show back, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was, uh, it was pretty awesome. It, for me, it was a little nerve wracking because, you know, these guys have had the luxury. They've been playing with Empire and Decline. Um, I was a little uh, anxious to be back on stage. And so the shot in the beer really helped before the show. Um, <laughs> never but, changes. I mean, it never changes. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we had, uh, I mean, we were just very lucky to have all of our friends, like a, the majority of our friends came out that night to see us. Um, and, and we know how tough it is for, for, the, for everybody to get out and set a night to go out. You know, you had mentioned it earlier um, about how tough it is to get out and make plans. And so it was just pretty uh, eye-opening to see that amount of people together again and, and making time to come out to, to celebrate that night with us. It was pretty to me, it was, it was just awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Like old times, you know, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and we were lucky enough to have, uh, you know, Portland Frank open up for us and we haven't heard, we hadn't heard anything from them. We we've been friends with Paulie for, uh, Paul young for just as long as we've been together. And, uh, man, they just like, they were they, the perfect band to open up. Like we enjoyed their set. Um, we we enjoy their music they're just a great band i'm looking forward to hearing more of them and and hopefully playing with them a little bit more um so so yeah i mean start to finish that was just a great night really great night and the lighthouse itself like the staff they were just awesome um totally accommodating to us they knew it was going to be packed they made plans for it they planned ahead and, and it was it was a good good night all around that's awesome and it's not one and done. We've got more shows in 2023 from Plus Three. Talk about those. Where can we catch you guys at? Our next one will be June 24th at the Grotto at Harvey's Lake. Staple. Um, Staple. Yeah. July 8th at the Lighthouse, but this time it'll be outside in that gorgeous patio they built. Uh, August 5th at Sicilian Bella Festa. That's an all-age acoustic show. August 26th at Jonathan's at Harvey's Lake. And then uh, on September 30, we're going to, I'll get into this a little bit on another time or date, but uh, a special show we're planning uh, at the Jazz Cafe on September 30. And uh, I've been in touch with our friend, uh, Matt Cerruti, the, all the acts that we're going to have play, we're working on donating all that to United Way. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a fun year ahead for Plus Three. I'm so glad you guys are back. <laughs> absolutely thank you for having us thank you for being interested in in our music all these years thanks for supporting us all these years um you know it's it's been a long time and, and to have people like you in our corner uh you know couldn't ask for anything better i mean it's, it's hard not to be you know a fan of not only the music but of you guys as people in general you guys have always wow. been just really down to earth uh good intentions and, and just good people to 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 be around so it's 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 easy to do for sure thank you but uh, mike one real quick thing before we leave uh it's funny when we were started talking about setting this up um 
we were through uh, Facebook Messenger, and I didn't want to put it through Messenger. Um, so your wife, uh, I don't know if they were friends or, or just acquaintances, uh, may know my sister-in-law, Lisa Hewitt. She goes by the, the her last name is Lisa Hewitt Ivanich now. Um, she's married to my wife's brother. And uh, so it, her brother put on like this like streaming service, like a um, like a, a beauty pageant that they were in, like back when they were like 18 years old. So it, and he put it on there for like, us to make fun of Lisa. So we're watching it. And your wife is also one of the uh, people in it. Like they're like modeling like gowns and stuff, like prom gowns. Nice. Ask her if she remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. I'm sure I'll, I'll definitely ask her. Um, yeah, she. She used to do that stuff uh, long, long before we met. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's hilarious. I always like to. I, every once in a while, I'll find a picture from that era, and I'll make sure to to blackmail her with it. So, so it was good. just. It was just so weird because I, like, I just talked about you, and I'm watching this random like home video. <laughs> And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's Jessica. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I'll have to let her know. Yeah. So, guys, thank you for uh, joining me on the show. Uh, I'm Again, I'm glad that Plus 3 is back. I'm looking forward to catching the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to the second album and, and other music to be put on the streaming services because people need to hear it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll, we'll get it. We're, we're working on getting it out there. So, uh, is that a we'll make long sure process? Uh, not really. It's just a little time consuming at first. We yeah. did have everything on Spotify and it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes, Amazon, it's on all those, but, yeah. um, we deactivated it back when we, you know, officially kind of stopped playing. And, uh, it's bit, once you deactivate it, you have to go through the entire process again of, of, you know, creating all the files, getting them uploaded. Yeah. Um, we had the lyrics, um, so it's not, it's not too bad. It doesn't take too long. It's just, uh, when you're our age and, and there's all this other stuff going on in the background, it takes a little time to find some time for yourself. I got you. I got you. I'm not calling you out. I'm just, I was, I was genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a yeah. musician. Uh, I don't have music on, on Spotify. So I didn't know the process behind it. Yeah. It's actually fairly easy to be honest. Like it's easy to, to get your stuff on there. It's just, it's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit of a process. So, and, and, and there's costs to it, you know, so sure. Like everything else. I was slowly, slowly adding things to YouTube before all this started. So there's a couple of small things on there, but you cool. can find it. That's awesome. Check out plus three streaming services, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, check out empire and decline. Also a great band has been around for a long time still still at it so guys thank you again best of luck and uh i'll definitely see you at a, at a show unless my wife already has the rest of the year booked out for me but uh i'll i'll, I'll make up getting sick and then uh we'll figure it out there you go we'll we'll cover for you okay. sounds good we'll party. <laughs> all right <laughs> looking forward to seeing you yeah i can't wait really thanks can't. for having us all right thank John, you guys. thanks again for having us hey we'll see you all right all right good night